Welcome to the Mechanical Room. A Centrotherm production focusing on all things in and around the HVAC industry. And now, your hosts, Michael Sakaris and Matthew Price. gentlemen, boys and girls, venting enthusiasts the world over. Welcome back to the September edition of The Mechanical Room. Uh, my name is Matthew Price. With me, as always, Harasimos Michael Sakaris, the National Sales Director for Central Therm Ecosystems. This might be our last time we do it like this, Michael. Joel just it, sent us a photo to our little private thing. Why don't you tell the, the, the viewers what's percolating at the factory? Well, we're going uh, highbrow. Uh, the reception uh, of the mechanical room has been pretty positive. So, you know, enough of this, you hear me somewhere else, God knows where I'm at, you know, background lighting, not ideal. We're going high tech. We're going green room. We're going in all the way. Absolutely, I'm very excited. Uh, there's been tremendous amount of changes and growth at the Albany facility for Central Therm here, and what one of the one of the things that we're working on, one of many things that is occurring simultaneously, is the transformation from what was the uh, the engineering room to the multimedia studio center, which will feature the mechanical room podcast studio. And uh, hopefully for the October edition of this, we'll be sitting you know, abreast of one another in the room with nice microphones set up with a new background and lighting and the whole bit. And uh, we'll be doing this not unlike a professional you know, news organization delivers their, you know, their nightly news at, at the desk. Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited because there's a lot you can do with, with the green screen room and good lighting and good cameras and stuff like that. So. We'll say goodbye to my guitars and piano, and uh, you know, as familiar as it's you know become to our to our devoted viewership, it'll be better because we'll be able to do a lot more interesting, um, fun effects, and I mean, you know, you and I will be equivalently sat and height and the angles will be the same and it's we're we're going like you said high tech, much much more professional. So big things on the horizon for the mechanical room. And that's not just in the future, that's also today. Why don't you preview the guests that are coming up here in a minute? Okay, so uh, again, as we always do, uh, our episode is about things in and around the mechanical room. Uh, one of our reps up in Canada, who uh, does a super job with social media and just uh, providing for the community. Uh, we've got Adam Hayden and Matthew Reed from Equipco. Uh, that are going to be on telling us uh, a little bit about what's going on in Canada, maybe telling us, uh, you know, what they do as rep. I'm sure we'll get into some fun and interesting little side uh, conversations. And uh, the show this this month, Matthew, is a uh, all all in on Canada, right? I think uh, uh, our uh, show us our pipe, uh, show us your pipe uh, winner is from Canada, so it's an all Canadian show tonight. 
It's funny, that's that's two months in a row. Shout out to Colin Sadler, who was our, our guest for August with his installations that, that also took home the prize. And um, why shall we? Let's waste no more time. Let's get right into Show Us Your Pipe. Welcome back, everybody. As we said uh, just before we transitioned, uh, first thing we'd like to do is take care of our uh, Show Us Your Pipe winner, uh, Diamond Plate. Back in, Matthew. <laughs> we only had a break of one month. So tell us a little bit about uh, our uh, our winner for the month. It's funny. It's actually, there's not Diamond Plate in this one in particular, but we'll get into this in a little bit that Diamond Plate is a staple of the installations that are done by Far Mechanical which we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit more. They are very well familiar with our guests who are coming on just afterwards as well. So this, this particular installation, it does not get fresher than this. As you can see, the cellophane has yet to be peeled off of the NTIs that are common vented with six inch Centrotherm Inaflu pipe here. So it doesn't get fresher than this. There are no scratches on those NTIs as the protective film is still upon them, but this is really, Big, big stuff, really nice stuff. So it's a 20,000 square foot custom home in Markham, Ontario. So 20,000 square feet is like, that's a pretty big house requiring not one, but two NTIs. And they are of course tethered together using our branch tees and uh, the con condensate management systems that we've got. Right now you are seeing a little bit of a walkthrough video that was also provided, which is a first here. Usually show us the pipe has been some images, but you actually get to kind of walk through the mechanical room here uh, on this video that Adam sent me. So get a real clear picture as to what's going on here. And then uh, once that completes, you'll see there's a dainty and darling snorkel termination that completes this custom home run, which is kind of a nice, you know, little touch at the end there because it's so, I mean, it's really industrial looking. It's a big mechanical room here, but it is someone's private house. Uh, that is being vented. So, I mean, they must go through some hot water up in Markham, Ontario there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a great job. Tyler Dines is the contractor. I do recommend that everybody check him out on Instagram. As I mentioned before, Diamond Plate up the wazoo. It's at Dines10. Of course, we'll link to all this as well. Um, just, uh, just, a, just a compendium of really professional stuff. So while this particular custom home wins the prize for this month. Um, I mean, looks like Farm Mechanical should get some sort of lifetime achievement award for all the great work they're doing up in Canada. So thanks to Adam for sending these around, uh, letting us see them. Um, and congratulations to Farm Mechanical and Tyler Dines for showing us your common vent pipe. Hello, gentlemen. It's always nice talking to you. Uh, I typically don't get to talk to you at the same time or on a podcast. So welcome. Excited to have you guys uh, on the show this uh, this month. Yeah, absolutely. We are keeping it Canadian as we did last month as well with our friends, Adam. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Oilers in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself over there. They have a lot to say about that, right? So with, us, sure <laughs> with us today, Adam Hedden, business development manager, He's coming to us live from London, Ontario in the Equipco office. And Matthew Reed, technical sales specialist, coming to us from his home in beautiful Barrie, 
Ontario. Now, typically, I do a little bit of a rundown of uh, the guests' biographies here, but since you guys are, you guys work closely together, I thought I'd let you guys give each other's biographies real fast and introduce each other. So, cool. Adam, tell us a little bit about Matt. Whoops. Matt, you tell us a little bit about Adam. Okay, so what a nice start here. I've, I've got lots to say, so I'll, I'll give you the Coles Notes version. Uh, first and foremost, oh, I will I will let you know that he, he doesn't go by Matt. And uh, anyone that calls him Matt, you know, it usually doesn't turn out well for them. So <laughs> <laughs> he likes to be called Matthew. Uh, Matthew's our technical sales specialist for Equipco Eastern Canada. He uh, goes about his day-to-day -day with... Uh, Technical sales calls, um, assisting the sales team from a technical perspective, whether it's presentations or troubleshooting or job site visits. Uh, he also leads our, our newest uh, venture in our Equipco business called Equipco Design Services in which uh, Matthew's a BCIN licensed hydronic designer. So he goes about his day doing designs for uh, mechanical rooms that include boilers, hydronic accessories and trim, uh, piping, and specifically venting. Um, so he's specifying those through Equipco Design Services now. Uh, he also um, enjoys comic books and knows nothing about hockey. Uh, he's probably the worst Canadian out there. Um, he... Uh, like myself is follically challenged and uh, we're both founding members of the Equipco swim team. <laughs> Very and, aerodynamic. Yeah. yeah. Gets cut <laughs> through that water, right? Yeah. Right. Other than that mustache he's got going on right now, it slows him down a little bit, but boy, do the ladies love it. So uh, you can't fault him for that. Yeah. <clears throat> so everything about that was, you know, 88% correct. And that's, uh, that's actually pretty decent. So I'm thrilled about this idea. I'm very happy to announce uh, my uh, co-host over here, the uh, Adam Hedden. So Adam Hedden is the highest level of business professionalism I've ever worked with in the industry ever. Um, I've never seen anyone with the same work ethic and that can sell quite like him. And yes, I am getting paid to say all this, absolutely. <laughs> Adam's been in the business for uh, a little bit less than I have, something like 15 years or so, worked for a couple different firms. Um, but honestly, friends, he's one of the best uh, colleagues I've ever had and a tremendous guy to have on your side. As far as the business development manager role, um, no one you know I've ever seen uh, work like him with regards to opening accounts and maintaining accounts. Extremely talented and uh, I'm very fortunate to work with him and every, every day is a new adventure he's also really good at keeping me on track because i like to go off on tangents um a lot so that's his second time or that's the second part of his uh uh work that he has to do is keep me focused which is difficult that was excellent uh, i appreciate that um one thing that comes through clearly and that's and why i wanted to do this was i know you guys are friends i, go, I know you guys work closely together uh, so I thought it'd be kind of funny to to let you guys kind of rib each other a little bit there. So uh, you have any you have any hidden fun facts you want to throw in there at the end uh, of that? 
Whew, head and fun facts. Um, I want, like, if there was anyone on this planet that could kill a man with one punch, it'd be Adam Hedden. Not a lot of people know this, but he is a 55th degree black belt in every level of uh, martial arts known to man. And you think this is a joke, but it's not. He was in a, he's actually got a really good colleague for his fist fights that he's been in before. And that gentleman's name was Tyler Domi, something like this, that you've been in a fight with him before, Adam. Am I wrong on this? Yeah, I'm not naming any names. Right, of course, we're not going to name any names, but <laughs> I've seen him in action. It's pretty intense. Wow, that that certainly is intense. I'm um, we keep this very we're this is a pacifist podcast here, so uh, we're gonna we'll move away from the uh, from the revenge. I have one question. What uh, is it? Taekwondo, karate? Which uh... it's uh, American Kempo karate. Yeah. American Kempo karate. Very nice. Yeah, I've been training for 27 years. Um, yeah, I have my black belt, uh, have taught many, many adults and kids, um, was on team Canada. So yeah. What degree, how many levels are you of black? Fourth degree black belt. Very nice. When yeah. you say team Canada, you're talking the like Olympics. So unfortunately when I was very active and training six days a week, uh, karate wasn't part of the Olympics yet. Uh, it actually just came in this year, which, you know, was kind of cool to, to watch. But, uh, no, Team Canada from, you know, competing in uh, tournaments all over the place, um, world championships and, and different things like that. So, Amazing. big part of my life. Um, I'm, I'm not as active in, in the martial arts as I'd like to be because uh, I always have to be watching what Matthew's doing. So, it keeps me just <laughs> far too busy. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm teaching my daughter who's four now and, and she seems to love it. So that's, that's enough for me anyways. So. Yeah. Mr. Sakaris's uh, children are little bruisers in their own right. Nunchuck experts and katana swords <laughs> oh, yeah. and all kinds of kendo sticks and what have you. It's a, it's a real arsenal over there at the Sakaris household. My, uh, to my daughter, Anthe, she, uh, uh, qualified for the nationals in the U S and she uh, just picked up, uh, she's the grand national uh, champion in her weight for second degree black belt in Taekwondo uh, for oh, sparring. So she's awesome. now on the U.S. Uh, sparring team. That's really wow. cool. That's you really see, cool. So I, I likely would have competed against those kind of people. It's a great thing to get into. I, I, the discipline is, is awesome. It's yeah. actually something that I was going to think about, you know, when, when you associate, when you think about martial arts, the discipline element kind of comes in sort of parallel to like the punching and kicking stuff. Does, does any of the, the Zen and, you know, discipline stuff, how does that transfer over to the boardroom or your day-to-day -day life? Like how, what, what Absolutely. do you it's, employ uh... from the martial arts world, aside from, you know, crushing your opponent, um, you know, <laughs> no, uh... Uh, how does it, how does it translate to, to your day-to-day? A lot of people think, you know, karate is about fighting and, and, you know, being violent and that kind of thing, but it's completely opposite of that. Um, the things you learn in karate are, you know, discipline, focus, attention. Um, and that, out of that, that, that has transcribed to my day to day more, you know, a, a strong work ethic. You know, Matthew mentioned that, you know, I have a strong work ethic and that comes from martial arts. I mean, not just anyone can get a black belt um it's it's a lot of 
training and it's a lot of studying and you know there's a written component to a physical component as well so a lot of people really think you know the first thing i teach a kid is a new kid comes to this the dojo and says you know i want to take karate i say what does karate mean to you and uh they say to fight and then every you know every kid says to fight that's what it means to them but it's not to fight at all it's you know we we have an acronym for karate that we use keep a respectful attitude towards everyone and that's what we teach every kid from the start um you know, we have the principles of black belt um that include you know honesty humility courtesy integrity self-control perseverance and indomitable spirit that can be used in everyday life not just martial arts and that's kind of really translated to my career my home life uh it's made me who i am and i started martial arts when i was four years old so that's cool. a, kind of an amazing um you know certainly a huge piece of your life that informs all the things that you do pretty much every day right absolutely matthew how about something from your personal life that affects or influences how you operate on a day-to-day -day basis yeah so i fully wholeheartedly believe in dragons <clears throat> like fictional characters um my comic book collection is uh extent and vast um between comics and music that's basically what kind of runs runs my life um and then with a gigantic side portion to hydronics which we'll talk about here in a bit but uh for the most part i kind of just try to do everything kind of as whimsical as possible i know that kind of sounds a bit bizarre but what i mean by that is i have a hard time taking anything all too seriously because it doesn't really matter all too much um i do the best work that we possibly can uh and i, I get a lot of that uh influence um from some of my heroes in the comic book world uh how they you know persevere through tough childhoods and kind of bring it out in their artwork um mm. Now my compa collection is not filled with you know a lot of superheroes. It's uh, it's got some for sure, but it's mainly geared around uh, autobiographical stories of cartoonists that uh, as as they're growing up, um, they they dedicate their their life to an art form to just try to get out you know whatever they're feeling inside, and that's kind of how I like to live my life as well, just showing off you know what's what's inside me in different various aspects of what what I do. Either that's through playing my ukulele or by drawing my hydronic pictures. That's, uh, that's kind of my two go-tos. I'll let Mike take it because he's the comic book guy. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a heavy Marvel guy, although I do have a little bit of DC. Uh, okay. But I, what exactly, can you dig into what artists and or what, uh, you know, companies? Because I, that is a new one for me. I'm so, more traditionalist, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, the comic books I read, you, you know, we're we're talking. I started with the base of Frank, or folks like uh, Frank Miller and Alan Moore. Um, oh, okay. So that's how I got into it. But then I kind of progressed very quickly into, uh, you know, like the Mouse comics um, and Allison. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she wrote the book called Funhouse. So these literary graphic novels that I got into, um, they really kind of did you know, take me on a further journey. And then I got even further down the rabbit hole um, with, uh, you know, like I said, these these autobiographical ones, and there's just some some heart-wrenching stories out there, but they're told in the most beautiful way, just because these, these, these folks have, they put their entire life on paper for you, for you to read, and you can read into that as much as you can. It's not about, it's not about a hero saving the day, it's about, you know, becoming self-aware and, 
the reason I use the term self-aware is because I have two major areas of focus of study with regards to my reading, and that is, you know, comic books, and the other half is philosophy and uh, human psychology, which, by the way, I do not recommend doing any looking into human psychology, because once you look into the rabbit hole, you can't look yeah. out again. Yeah. It makes it difficult, so uh, I just try to, that's what I mean, everything just kind of, I'm, I'm like a duck, everything kind of rolls up, I don't take anything all too seriously, uh, but I do do my best to kind of work hard, but at the end of the day, I know that there's going to be uh, my loving wife and beautiful dog at home for me, and that's really what matters to me. That's so I think I think you meant Al Alison Bechtel. That's that the one. It? Okay, so it's funny because she's from the same home. Her, she's from the same small town in Pennsylvania as my as my wife. Oh, um, awesome! So very so very small town in central PA, and, and the the Bechtel test of film uh, is is named after her. She's a pretty influential person um, in in a lot of respects. So that's fascinating. Uh, yeah. So that, that, the novel she released that 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 Funhouse one like. If you ever do read it, I mean, it's a it's a wonderful read. But you want to talk about some heart wrenching pieces, you know, like it, it's on the same level as like Craig Thompson and some of that stuff. And for the folks who know Craig Thompson, he doesn't write comic books. He writes novels about this thick, about a thousand pages long, but all in comic book form. Uh, and that's the sort of stuff that I just just love it. Very cool. That right, let's, swamp thing. Let's <laughs> swamp thing. Classic. Classic. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. Uh, speaking of Swamp Thing, right? Because, you know, there's sewer and septic stuff in the mechanical room. So that's how we're going to transition to the, the nitty gritty inside it's there. It's a good transition. Uh, you know, my head's always in the gutter like that, right? In this, in this case, the little like in the sewer, perhaps. Uh, so Equipco, that's, that is our central therm. That is our manufacturer's rep for the, the great provinces of, of Ontario all the way through Alberta. Right, so most of Canada is covered by uh, by Equipco. Um, you guys were, I believe, along for the ride when we uh, onboarded Equipco. Why don't you tell a little bit about the journey here with Centrotherm? Yeah, I can, I can, I can start here. Um, you know, I was, I was really excited to hear when Equipco and Centrotherm were partnering up um, because it adds another piece to our package. Uh, Equipco. Is a manufacturer rep who actually covers all of Canada um, from coast to coast and uh, we try and build our line card out so that it's a package that we offer people we don't try and want you know competing lines we want things that complement each other so when I heard Centrotherm was coming on board it was really exciting for us uh, there was extensive training by Centrotherm to get everyone up to speed and hit the ground running which was really nice uh, and tons of support um, from Centrotherm inside sales, from yourself, Matthew, um, you know, our regional manager, uh, Daniel Smith, he's uh, always just a phone call away. So it's, it's really been good from that sense. Wait a second, wait a uh, second. He, you mean he phone call away, not five or six phone calls to you before breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> so you met him. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, I, I personally take five or six phone calls from him before breakfast. So I was wondering when he might, he might even have time to talk to you guys. No doubt, right? No doubt. Yeah. Oh, do guys on that. Yeah, please elaborate a little bit more about your what what you do. I know. I mean, I've seen pictures. I know what you do. Tell uh tell the greater world what what you do, uh, Matthew. So, when when it comes to the the Centrotherm line and how the Equipco partnership kind of unfolded or how it kind of looked to me, like it was uh, as Adam said, it was kind of like a missing piece to our puzzle. Um, I will be the first one to tell you that. You know, I'm not 
don't get crazy with me here, but I'm not the greatest sales rep in the world because I don't really think about things as a moving of a box. What I think about is that we have customers that are there that have issues and problems. And what we do is we're a solutions provider. And if that means that we can use our product, great. If we can't use our product, maybe I know somebody else's product with the friends that I have in the industry that I can refer them to, and that also helps. But what's great about Centrotherm is that you can't really go wrong with it. There's there's not a whole lot that you can't do with the Centrotherm venting. So we're kind of like a catch-all for a lot of the problems that customers currently have with the flexible venting going up the existing chimney or the B vent or the large diameter pipe and how, how light it is. Like I said, it just it, it creates... A, an opportunity for our customers to get outside of their standard comfort zone of that that old adage, you know, we do it this way because that's the way we've always done it. Well, with Centrotherm and, you know, the various products that you bring to the table with, it gives us the opportunity to be like, okay, I know you've always done it that way, but would you like to be better? Would you like to be faster, stronger, smarter? Like, we, we bring that solution to the table and if they like it, great. If they don't, that that's okay too. We're not, you know, don't need to sell everybody, but I'm more about knowledge and information exchange. And Centrotherm has always been great with providing as much detailed information as they possibly can to just get them the information that they can use however they want. And that's that's what I really enjoy about the uh, uh, relationship between Centrotherm and, and Equipco. Uh, you mentioned Centrotherm, obviously, both Matthew, as you know, and I work there, but you guys as a manufacturer's rep, uh, have other lines that you offer. Tell us a little bit about the other lines and how you put that package together okay yeah um so my showpiece my everything i've ever done under 40 all culminated into one little adventure and that was doing our head office uh in in london where i got a call from dan miller our managing partner here in ontario say hey we're going to move to a new office and we're going to put in a furnace i promptly replied i quit there's absolutely no way I'm letting you put a furnace in this building with me still employed here. So he's like, okay, I'm listening. So what we ended up doing is we created a system where we're able to incorporate a lot of our different lines, such as the base heating for the building is not done around a central heating system, such as a furnace or a boiler. It's actually centrally heated by a, a heat pump with a boiler backup into an air handler. Now the heat pump is by uh, General Electric, a higher company. So that's how I incorporated it into that. We then needed to control the whole thing for the heat pump to our air handler. And that was done by a Nest thermostat. We are the Google representatives as well. And that also created a little bit of a challenge with how do we get Google to talk to all this new equipment? Well, we overcame that. The air handler being provided by Thermo 2000, a manufacturer of air handlers and indirect water heaters, electric uh, heaters. There's a lot of different pieces in that. We were able to put one of those water heaters in there. The Kalefi trim that went on all the hydronic piping, uh, even though it's used as a backup, it's still very important to have it there. Also, we did a snowmelt system that we were able to incorporate BRAF white into that one with, with the boilers all vented with Centrotherm and Aquatherm uh, piping going into that um, to provide that R value in the pipe and show people that you can use fusion for glycol solutions and everything like that. Um, in addition to, we also have the Air Excellent product as being vented around our building through a Fantac Hero HRV with 85% uh, uh, sensible, sensible energy recovery. Like it was really a lot of pieces kind of coming all together. And then where we need to fill in a couple of gaps, we also have Stelpro, which does uh, electric residual heating, such as vestibule heating and inline duct heaters for the HRV. So by completing all these pieces into one general piece from my side, and Adam's got more to add on the plumbing, but from my side, I was able to kind of like say, if I'm under a worst case scenario, 
what do I need to know in order to bring a person from the problem that they're in to the greatest solution that I can provide? All the pieces in my system that I have, are they redundant? Do they all make sense? No, but it wasn't about that. It was also about seeing what can and can't be done. And that's what I really liked about how we created that journey. Now, the plumbing side, Adam's going to talk about because uh, I know what faucets are. And I think that faucets are great, but I'm not great at speaking about them. <laughs> <laughs> so within our mechanical room, from a plumbing perspective, as Matthew mentioned, we have a... Uh, an indirect Thermo 2000 TurboMax unit that um, that provides domestic hot water, but it also acts as Matthew's buffer tank in his hydronic system as well, uh, because it's actually like a reverse indirect for anyone that doesn't know TurboMax. It works in reverse, so you're storing boiler water as your domestic goes through the copper coil, um, and it's heated by the boiler water within that space. Um, from a faucet perspective, we have on display in our bathrooms that are right next to the mechanical room, um, Simmons sensor uh, faucets in there as well. Uh, we also have our kitchenette right on display in there with a uh, kitchen faucet in matte black finish. So it really shows our abilities from plumbing to HVAC to hydronics all within our building. It's a showpiece. And uh, that's something Matthew and I really wanted to highlight. We wanted it to be our trophy case. So when people walk in, they want to see our trophy case. Or um, So not only can they see it, but we can do live active trainings on it. We can do, you know, uh, quick service trainings on how to service the Bradford White Boiler. Or, you know, we can do a quick uh, training on how to efficiently clean your Fantech HRV or that kind of thing. How dirt um, mag so, works in the clubby dirt saps. Like there's so absolutely many. how to how, how to flush your dirt mag out of this out of the system. Like it's just there's so many options now for training, and Equipco across Canada is very uh, heavily weighted with training. We, we we feel training the contractor base uh, and even distributors really results in sales at the end, and that's that's all of our focuses is to grow our sales between each manufacturer. Um, can I, so can I ask a follow-up question to the whole system approach? Yeah. Uh, you know, our, our show here, Matthew and I, uh, it's about the mechanical room, as we say, and mechanical room adjacent. You guys said a ton of technical stuff. Part of our audience got it. Part of our audience did not. Part of and the hosts did not. Did not. I agree with that. <laughs> One of the things that we always talk about, Matthew and I, is that, you know, we, you know, in an attempt to bring new people into the industry, how in that vein how does someone collect the information that what's the best way to know what you're talking about how does someone get everything you just said for those younger maybe uh new to the trade type of people that are coming into the uh, into the show how do they collect this uh, this knowledge yeah that's a that's a great question so there's 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 a quote out there that Everything should be explained as simply as possible, but no simpler. Um, and that phrase, what I mean by that is that I can take anyone as far down as, as far down as, as they want to go. It's all about relating the material. So to me, when I jumped into hydronics, I came from the forest air world, and I looked at uh, my first uh, hydronic system, and I was like, in, in a million years, I will never understand this. But it was all just about how do I relate, you know, the ductwork from a from an HVAC system and the furnace, like where does it all fit in? And what we can do with regards to like bringing in the new people and how to get them to understand, 
what we what I highly recommend is that when you don't know, don't be afraid to ask those questions, number one. And number two, participate as heavily as you possibly can in all trade publications for a good start podcasts on top of that and just don't be afraid to communicate and talk and i've made a career around saying i don't know and i've made a pretty good career around saying i don't know and there's no shame in that there's no there's no there's nothing wrong with that at all in fact i would much rather someone come back to me and say 15 times in a row i don't understand so i can continue to try to relate the material um but just kind of get it back on track here get involved if you want to play in the field and talk to people like agents like ourselves um we want to talk to folks all day every day about various product lines that we represent and as for me i'll talk about pretty much anything um just we just need to get you engaged with us and then we can point you down the direction of where you want to go um with regards to like i said trade publications and podcasts and open trainings that folks like us hold stuff like that that's that's the best way to get involved is just participate absolutely just just to emphasize on that i mean every uh everyone looking for a career and, and looking to get into things there's such an opportunity with trades right now and you know the the industry is just begging for people i i can't go one day without a contractor asking me if i know someone that they could hire or even bring on as an apprentice and they'll train them and you know, there's just so much opportunity right now. So, you know, you also have the associations like, you know, Canadian Institute of Plumbing and Heating and HRAI and uh, different organizations like that that have tons of information. Um, and, you know, I'm surprised Matthew didn't say this, but Google is your best friend. Oh, that's not wrong. That's 100% correct, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we could debate certain elements of the of what goes on <laughs> over at the campus, but uh, certainly they make good, interesting products. So it's kind of funny. Um, uh, you guys had again that was a that was a follow up based on all of the technical stuff. And you know, I personally, I'm a classical piano player. I have no idea what goes on in the mechanical room, except for now I've worked in the industry for however long and sort of sponged it up. And then once you get to that point, you get to do fun stuff like podcasts and social media stuff. Right. And, and, and use right. that knowledge. And you two guys are great examples of people who are, are marching the industry forward and, and, you know, sort of meeting in the middle with with the social media stuff. Um, so I have, you know, my, I don't even have a general question. It's like, tell us how you come up with ideas for the social media stuff. Do you have a good time doing it or does it feel like work? And then uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about Habitat for Humanity stuff as well. So our so ideas come to us at three o'clock in the morning after 15 beers. <laughs> Oh, is, is that all? Okay, fair enough. Sometimes. Sometimes. So, more, Matthew. You know, we, uh, we started doing these videos um, after one, you know, CMPX trade show, which is coming up again in March. And uh, Matthew and I were sitting there talking and we're like, uh, hey, let's do a video in this aisle because we have what we call Equipco Alley and all our manufacturers try and line up in the, in the one, one alley, right? So like, Let's do a video. Let's go live and let's go down the Equipco alley, highlighting every manufacturer that's in our space. So we did that and just for fun. And we got over 10,000 views on it. Um, so then we kind of said, maybe we should do more videos. And this was what, four, four, roughly four years ago? Something like that. Now, was that you, YouTube um, or Instagram or both or? It was on Facebook Live. It was Facebook Live, right? <clears throat> and then it also went on LinkedIn. 
so then we decided we were going to do uh, some other crazy outside the box ideas. And, you know, we had Equipco TV at the time, which we've now kind of migrated into just Equipco social media. Um, but uh, yeah, we did some crazy outside the box videos that, you know, some people are fans of and, you know, some people wonder what we were doing um, on Parliament Hill. Uh, but uh, we've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we try and keep it light. No, it doesn't seem like work to us. Uh, you know, that's one thing that I should have added about Matthew. He's very passionate about what he does. And I think I, uh, I'm the same way. We're, we're very passionate. So when you're so passionate about your job and about what you're doing, and um, it, it, sometimes it does, just doesn't feel like work. Certainly, um, um, certainly the, the humor and the good times shine through when it's something that's interesting and entertaining. And I will, of course, link to a particular video that I have in the back of my head, which uh, involved your spouses participating in the training there. Uh, I, I don't even want to describe it. If you guys want to describe it, that's fine. I'll link to it in the description here on the podcast. But it was, uh, I mean, hilarious. I mean, you know, it was great so go ahead. so funny about that that was actually that was actually my wife's idea um we were talking about like what kind of video can we do and she's like why don't we do this why don't we why don't the wives stand behind you and you tie your arms behind your back and we'll be your arms as and talking about the products and grabbing it and as you're talking about it we have to you know use our hands to grab it and it was about the air excellent product so we were introducing it was when air excellent was first being introduced and uh let me tell you it was hard not to laugh during that one uh usually matthew and i do these videos one take and one take but that one almost needed a few takes because i don't know how i didn't laugh it was hilarious it was it well, was a lot of fun we all we certainly were laughing um it's uh, very you know unique and interesting stuff because it's all, you know, there can be a lot of the same and there's certainly a lot of dry content out there and nobody wants that. You click away instantly. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You want to be entertained somehow. It doesn't matter, you know, exactly what the term is. Like if you can look at any piece in the mechanical room and have fun with it because they, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a weirdo, but every bit in the mechanical room is fun to me, except Y strainers. I do not like why. <laughs> okay, we're not going down that that road. <laughs> <laughs> we're going back you got to have your somewhere. We only have, you know, we're, we're on a time limit here, and you don't want to go down that that road with Matthew on this. We, we certainly all have our things. So uh, how about some some influencers or other social media mavens out there in the, in the greater HVAC or larger that you look to for inspiration or, or minimally enjoy what they're doing? Wow. Well, I mean, the folks that I look up to the most are usually the colleagues that I have amongst the industry. In Inside of Ontario, there's not a tremendous amount of designers, so, so to speak, like uh, that kind of like go out there and above and beyond. But I mean, friends of mine like uh, Jason Sitka, Matthew Pottens, um, Jeff House, um, the folks over at the heating teams at other various uh, wholesalers, like I really have a great time working with them, uh, specifically with regards to kind of bouncing around ideas. Um, of course, you got your Siegenthaler and uh, Robert Bean uh, out there doing their thing every day. Um, that I, you know, I, I look up to a lot. But for the most part, friends, I mean, I, I, I tend to look up to the the folks that are in the trenches with with us you know not so much from an engineering degree but someone that's going to be like yeah that's a good idea in theory but have you ever come across a job that had you know like 
and the I-beam in the way, like, what do you, what do you do there? It's like, those are the folks that I really like to get engaged with because we're talking about real-time problems that happen in every single, every single job. Those are the folks that I like to work with. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, you know, to emphasize on that, <clears throat> Equipco really, so we have a social media team uh, that Matthew and I are both part of, and, you know, it's made up of uh, key members across our Canada offices. Um, so we have a, a member in each office um, from BC all the way over to Ontario, and then Matthew and I look after Ontario and Quebec and Maritimes uh, from from that perspective. But we really try and not focus too too much on what everyone else is doing and try and lead and yeah. uh, try and be the first ones to do things and try and come up with things that people haven't done. So instead of watching, you know, Mechanical Hub for example, they do a great job of uh, uh, promoting and, and different videos and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we, we watch their stuff, but we try and, you know, build on it or, or come up with, you know, the next step rather than just, you know, following the trend, right? We're trying to set trends more than follow. Yeah, um, we've got just as many ideas on the shelf that we do that we've released, like the Equipco wrap that's going to be coming eventually. Uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's been in the works now for a couple months, but uh, I are. can't. I can't wait for that one. Um, I hopefully you sample the ukulele to get some background music going on that one. And uh, you know, I mean, it would work. I think it's could... it's going to be a lot of fun. It just uh, as it turns out, to, to to rap really fast, you need a lot of breath, and uh, <laughs> not quite there yet. But I'm working myself through it. Well, uh, you know, studio editing, there's a lot of magic that can happen there. If you uh, <laughs> throw it in there, as I, uh, you know, I, I record all the music for the podcast here and whatnot. And that's something that I like to do is also come up with our own creative and interesting ideas for social media and stuff. I'm sure you've seen some of the absurd memes that are about, uh, you know, through through the central term, uh, Instagram and whatnot, that the team oh, comes yeah. totally. Just wait for our uh, episode number 12, our uh you know, crowning of our first year of a podcast. We've already got some pretty cool and fun ideas. A little uh, forecast, a uh, little pre uh, preview there for you all. I love it. Yeah, I it'll be a You know, Centrotherm match game, Centrotherm Jeopardy. We're looking, we have, we have some some games and, uh, you know, set up for uh, like a Christmas extravaganza is really what the hope is. Uh, and uh, we got some, you know, we're gonna we're gonna welcome in some some folks from the staff and whatnot, and have a good time, and possibly do it live, which is, I mean, asking for trouble, of course, but <laughs> my middle name, so. for sure. <laughs> but like right. you said, we like to keep it fun, and that's one certain way to keep it fun for sure. You know, when you're doing live media like this, there is no mistakes; they're just happy accidents, right? That's what right. Bob Ross said, right? That's well, what Bob not about Ross said, absolutely. He, he passed away before before podcasts, but he was all about turning them into <laughs> into happy accidents, right? So, right. What was that? What was that Picasso? Hmm. What's that? I think about it. I wonder. Is it's? I think that quote is actually Picasso, but uh, Bob Ross, I think, popularized it. But who knows? Um, can I can I take us back to something Matthew asked that we skipped over, and I don't want to lose sight because I I do believe in this organization, uh, and that's Habitat for Humanity. Uh, and it's kind of actually, I was just thinking about this over the weekend. My first interaction with Habitat for Humanity was with uh, Katrina, where the company that I worked for prior, we went down to Biloxi and we actually did uh, a week worth of work where I was building, personally, I was building playgrounds for, for a week. 
but we were also siding houses and doing stuff interior, running wire. But you guys are an advocate for Habitat. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your association with them and why why there's a sweet spot in your heart for Habitat and what you guys have done? Because you've done a lot. Absolutely. Um, so I work very closely with the general manager of Habitat for Humanity in, here in Ontario, George. And, uh, you know, it's really important to us to uh, give back to the communities that, you know, we, we live in, support us. Um, especially during, you know, tough times that people are going through right now. Um, the program they're doing right now for these, these homes that they're building and, you know, the, the reduced mortgage and, you know, lower payments and, and just different opportunities that they have for these people that are a little bit less fortunate is, uh, it's really great to be a part of. Um, Equipco has always been, you know, supporters of uh, Habitat for Humanity, but more recently we've been getting a little closer with them uh, where we just did a, uh, a build in St. Thomas, Ontario back last November, uh, where we did air excellent throughout the whole house. Uh, we did a nice actual video um, of the installation, Matthew and I getting our hands dirty in there, you know, pulling some pipe through the walls and uh, different things like that. So it's uh it's been really uh nice to be involved in that we actually have another house coming up in brantford ontario right now that matthew and i are working on uh together that will that will highlight the air excellent product again uh and they actually uh really like the idea of the clean air fresh air coming into the houses and you know covid has only helped helped our case with that yep. um as you know as long as it fits into their budget they're going to put air excellent in every home they they build moving forward. And that's what's um, cool about Habitat is that they are, they're kind of like, I don't, I don't think mandated is the right word, but they are not afraid to do the most efficient that they possibly can. You know, where we're not talking about a standard gas furnace, where it's usually heat pump technology and uh, really high end HRVs and stuff like that, where, you know, you, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand the system, but at the same time, the system itself is designed to be you know, in a net positive level of efficiency where it's kind of, you know, um, plays really well into that passive home or net zero homes um, that are mandated uh, here and there. But they, they they really go after that sort of marketplace. And I've got a tremendous amount of respect for that, that someone that's not afraid uh, to kind of go outside of the old standard comfort zone. I think that's really important that they do that. Absolutely. Not only are we helping on the, the design side, but we're volunteering our time as well too and going out and, and doing a build day whether we're out there you know slugging materials into the house or you know uh putting together some of the products we've donated and helping in the contractor install it uh they even reach out to us to you know help them set up contractors to do the install so you know we use our relationships to be able to uh really help these these people and and then we get to meet the family at the end which is you know it's nice and you know they they really are thankful it's it's crazy to see you know how thankful someone is for that type of uh donation and of time and products and and what else so you, you guys did a video at the end when that uh house in i think london you said was was done you had a it was a, a mom and a, and a young child yep you were kind of giving them a tour and it was very touching to to see you know the 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 humility of them taking the house and 
you meticulously stepping them through all the different features of the house. It was it was really nicely done. Yeah, so, thank you. Uh, charitable uh, activity, professionalism, a little bit of fun. This is why we like these Equipco guys. So uh, I, I think uh, unless you have anything else, let them get back to doing the good work that they do um, uh, out there in uh, in London and Barrie in the great province of Ontario and beyond for Equipco. So uh, Mike, if you have anything else, otherwise, thank you guys for joining oh, us. Spoilers. Oh yeah, well, actually, yeah. Yeah, you guys want to you want to mock that jersey a little bit? I yeah, got, let's uh, talk about let's talk about. I got talk. a couple things. First, first thing is let's talk about that jersey. I do not promote that jersey one day, <laughs> other than other than during the Olympics when Connor McDavid will be playing for Canada. And then I'll then I'll like the jersey. Okay, but there you go. Unfortunately, I'm a Leaf fan. I would have like I said Matthew can't even spell hockey, so we don't have to worry about uh, him knowing who's on that. But. We go by Mick Jesus here in Ontario, not McDavid. I was telling my daughter that this morning. She was admiring <laughs> the shirt, uh, trying to actually swipe it. Uh, but uh, yes, I told her about McJesus and she didn't get it, but I had to explain it to her. You know, yeah. when I'm on the gridiron running in my hockey ball for the football touchdowns, I often think to myself, if it wasn't for baseball, would I still be wearing skates? Think about that. I, I think we we all ponder that uh, at, at some point in our life. We all hit that crossroads at some point. So I, I'm you know, I like all sports, but not at any level where I'm cosplaying in the jersey generally. So totally, I love to I love to call when people wear sports jerseys. That's just it's just cosplay. That's all that is. Totally, totally. The last thing uh, Matthew was. Uh, Show us your pipe. We uh, sent in some stuff for this oh, month for, for that. Indeed, indeed. We gave that segment, uh, w you know, the viewers who have stuck it out here have, uh, have, uh, have watched the Show Us Your Pipe for this month, which is from Far Mechanical and Tyler Danes, I believe his name was. If you want to give a quick... Dines, I'm sorry, Tyler Dines. Uh, yeah, Adam, if you want to give a quick shout out to, to him, he does some really good work. If you look through his Instagram, then Michael, it is resplendent with diamond plate. There is diamond plate I in it. I would have expected nothing less. Resplendent. It is festooned with diamond plate every every time. It's amazing. Go ahead, Adam. Give him, give him yeah, the, the so, credit he deserves. So Tyler works in the greater Toronto area. He did a, a 20,000 square foot custom home in Markham, Ontario, uh, him and his team. And uh, they common vented a couple NTI uh, boilers with six inch vent. Uh, so we've got some pictures sent in. They, they did a really great job with it, but they continue to do all kinds of innovative stuff in the hydronics world. And uh, we work very closely with him and his team. Fantastic. We will uh, be linking to, obviously he wins the prize. So they got a swag pack coming his way. So if you can actually tell me, tell me uh, you know, sizes and whatnot, I'll make sure that they all get outfitted with the cool stuff that even the hosts wear. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, uh, you know, I, I, I had been actually following his account already. And I'll keep out a special eye for uh, for the rest of those installations. There seems to be, you know, it's a, it's a lot. It is a nice anthology of really professional looking stuff. Yeah, totally. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, really appreciate keeping the Canadian theme going here. As as I mentioned before, we came on the air here. We've had like a lot of of Canadian uh, what's the word representation on the mechanical room here from contractors to reps to account executives and beyond. 
Um, you guys are doing an incredible job, not only for Center Therm, but for all of the uh, the brands and the industry as a whole, advancing you know the social media stuff and generally you know doing it with like a nice smile on your faces collectively and having a good time. It is it's nice to see you know. Uh, folks who enjoy what they do um, want to teach. I know you guys, you know, you guys are trainers and, and so it, it's, you guys are positive influences in the mechanical room and the mechanical room adjacent. And uh, we're, we're very uh, lucky to have you guys on our team and grateful that you guys would join us here uh, for another installment of the mechanical room. So thank you. This yeah, has been a lot of fun. You, you folks keep making wonderful products and we're, we're happy to keep promoting it out there in the industry. It's a great partnership. Thank you very much. Okay, we are back uh, to bring us to closure, Mr. Price. It's going to be sad to say goodbye, but this is the uh, the end of our ninth episode. Uh, pretty exciting to have an all Canadian episode again. We need to step up our game here in the U.S. to do uh, you know to get some uh, U.S. Uh, winners. Uh, but uh, that's it for for the show. Get ready for episode 12. We're already planning our year-end episode. It'll be a doozy, uh, but uh, come back for our October uh, episode in about a month. Matthew, take us out. Yeah, uh, thanks to Adam Hedden and Matthew Reed for the karate expertise and uh, the comic book name dropping and whatnot. Uh, you were very after we after we stopped recording, there was some uh, some some chatter about the crow and you guys. Have some common ground and stuff that Boy, you're you know some interesting uh interesting reads out there if you want to go search them you know it's it, it it it's funny because it's a it's like a metaphor for life isn't it the mechanical room here this podcast because <laughs> they're so so naturally adam and matthew work uh you know sometimes in the trenches you know as we mentioned with habitat for humanity they're they're actually there moving the, the products in showing them how it's installed installing it themselves but i mean this is a this is a a level twenty six you know rainbow black belt super champ whatever he I mean get the highest level of of karate that you could you could achieve on this planet and and then there's uh you know Matt, Matthew's interests are completely divergent from from that and they work together as an incredible pair and I mean they're they're obviously very good friends they have good rapport together as well um, what I guess I'm getting at is it takes all kinds in this world and in this industry in particular. There are some stereotypes that folks uh, buck that trend of, and I mean, it, it, it does, this is what I really like about the, this podcast, is getting into sort of the nitty gritty of the stuff that's almost a little bit on the on the exterior of the of the actual job stuff. Um, as you know, you I'm not- interests outside, as much as we love the mechanical room, we do have interests outside of the mechanical room as well. Indeed, and sometimes those are the things that draw. I mean, uh, Adam spoke very directly about how the discipline um, uh, of of martial arts sort of informs his his sort of day to day life. And of course, naturally, if you study it for three decades or whatever, um, yeah. obviously that's a big part of who you are. Um, but that's one that's a, a direct correlation between study of of something completely unrelated to hydronics and water heaters and stuff like that, sort of influencing you know how he how he behaves and goes about his day to day it's pretty pretty amazing i mean um if i had to make a parallel i would say that i'm a jazz musician you know and often i improvise like right now i'm making this up as i go along there is no script 
So uh, that is what it is to play along the scale and, and to make it up, right? And, and I would certainly say that my understanding of music certainly informs how I operate in some respects. So, um, you know, Matthew himself. Back to the martial arts, the one thing I talk to my kids about all the time is the tenets of martial arts, integrity and abdominal spirit. Uh, you know, all those things can be used, you know, in the mechanical room or just being a, a you know, a strong person. Uh, everything comes together and you learn from it. So there's, there's no question. Indeed, indeed. Well, that's a wrap on September. Michael, thank you so much. As always, it has been a pleasure and we will be back again next month with more interesting facts from yeah. another interesting industry luminary we'll see you, we'll see you again real soon here on the mechanical room <laughs>